Now is the time to reinforce your bowling arsenal, and BowlerX.com is the online leader in price, service, and selection. With free insured shipping on every item we carry, including a complete line of pro shop supplies, as well as balls, bags, shoes, accessories, and more. Also, check out the large selection of closeout and discontinued items at a fraction of their original cost. BowlerX.com, your online bowling superstore and proud sponsor of Above180.com. BowlerX.com, your online bowling equipment superstore, presents the Above180.com podcast. Tim Berg and Joey Serrar are ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews, coaching, to drilling layouts, and the stars of the PBA. Now, from Washington, D.C., and the Bowler's Pro Shop in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here are your hosts, Tim Berg and Joey Serrar. Fresh off of his 2013 USBC Masters title, Jason Belmonte joins us on the Above180.com podcast. Jason, want to thank you for joining me today. Night and night worries. Kids are having me on. Well, Jason, I, I, uh, I have to say, because I, once we saw the Steplander finals were set, I sent out a tweet, and I said, now, if Jason wins, we're going to get him back on. And you are – actually, I have to correct my, my tweet there. You are actually – you've been a, a four-time guest now on Above180, so this is your fourth time. So – uh, it's great to have you back, especially uh, the day after you win the USBC Masters title. Talk about, uh, now that you've had a little bit of time to just kind of think about things and let it sink in a little bit, How uh, what your emotions are, what's going through your mind right now? Yeah, it's, it's exactly right. I mean, uh, I had a, a good night's sleep last night, woke up this morning, and uh, just quickly checked my phone to make sure that uh, all the messages were still there and it wasn't some uh, awesome dream that I was having, but... Uh, it's certainly starting to sink in now. Um, I'm actually at an airport, uh, at Newark Airport, and uh, I've been recognized uh, quite a few times and people congratulated me, and, and it's a really lovely feeling. So, um, look, I can tell you that, uh, you know, as, a, as, any, as any bowler will tell you, to, to win your first major is a, a day you'll never forget. It's a feeling you'll never forget, and it's, uh, it's something you want to repeat over and over. Well, so let's let's um, let's start off. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to start off here in, in the title match and then kind of work our way back because I have a couple questions regarding qualifying and match play and everything. But uh, but talk about I guess how it feels to have Wes, who's coming off of a roll, he shoots two you know two fifty against Parker, you know defeats Stu Williams, and then he's he's facing you, and you really have one match and one game for the title. Just talk about the mindset going into that match, uh, into the title match against Wes, since you know it looked like uh, before the transition hit and. and and even you know shot two forty against you in the in the final game, but it seemed like he was really locked in. Yeah, well, you know, one of the things I focused on all week, <clears throat> excuse me, um, was I did not want to really take too much um, notice to my opponents. I wanted to see where their ball was rolling through the arrows and down at the break point for a couple of shots, but that was really all I wanted to do. So I, I wanted to keep that uh, strategy going onto the TV show. So I didn't watch the matches beforehand. I only watched one or two shots from each player um, every game just to see where their ball was, how it was rolling. And then ultimately, um, you know, once you know the scores and you, know, you ask what, what were some of the pins they were leaving, you could work out, um, well, I could work out where or what lane was going to be better suited for me um, and what part of the lane I was going to play. So, you know, obviously when uh, you walk down and you hear uh, Parker shot 270, Mika had 240 and, and gave up in the 10th because he couldn't win, then you hear... Um, where should 250, another 240 game from Parker, you're obviously expecting the scoring pace to be rather high, but 
on the practice, when I got my couple of shots in practice, I did not think the lanes were that easy at all. And, and I knew that told me that the players were in great form, they were sharp and they were focused. So I knew I had to go in with a very similar attitude and mindset because uh, I couldn't allow the lane to help me today. And uh, I felt like when I got my opportunity, um, I threw 9 out of 10 really good shots. And the first one was uh, straight, pure nerves. I was just so nervous to get out there and start. Well, and uh, so let's let's fast forward to the tenth frame. You get up, you know, you 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 have to, you know, you have to put some pressure on Wes. So you you get up and you you throw three, you know, three shots where, where you release the ball great. You know, the second one you just hit that Jason Belmonte patented messenger across where the the head pin just comes across and you know really bird dogs out the ten pin. And, and so then you have to sit down and watch Wes basically step up and you know it's his tournament he had to he had to match you strike for strike whatever you did he had to do talk about what you're thinking then because you you've you know you're sitting on the bench you've done all you could do yeah it was honestly the longest 10 time of my life <laughs> waiting for wes to uh to finish it off i mean i've bowled against wes and with wes for quite a few years now and i know how unbelievable of a player he is in the clutch i've seen him do it way too many times for me to be thinking that i i had a really good chance to win this i i was pretty confident that he was going to throw three shots into the pocket and and my only saving grace was going to be uh, a little bad luck for him so after i threw my my three in the tenth i was really happy with how i threw them i was really happy with the game i felt like if he does step up at throw three. That's the way you want to lose. You, you want to lose with your opponent bowling unbelievable. And you know, I would have walked off with a smile on my face anyway. But as it happens, um, you know, he uh, he got the first one, and then uh, he didn't quite get the the second one where he wanted it to. And there certainly was a uh, a massive feeling of of relief, of satisfaction, a happiness, and um, ultimately. Uh, that smile that was on my face at the beginning of the match was uh, a little larger at the end of it. Well, and you certainly said you wanted to go out there and have some fun, and it looked like watching from home on TV. You certainly were doing that. Jason, let's go back and talk a little bit about the qualifying and during the week and match play, because watching on Extra Frame, it seemed to me like uh, you were playing a little bit further right than what you normally had played the lanes uh, from what we had uh, previously, you know, what we used to see from Jason Belmonte. So just talk about your, your strategy going into the week and then kind of, uh, you know, once you get through the, the 15 games of qualifying, you go, you know, go from 400 and some odd bowlers down to the 64 guys. Uh, and, and so talk about your, your mindset and, and where you were playing the lanes during the week. Well, well, qualifying with the, the way the format was, is I knew I didn't have to lead the, the qualification to, to have a chance to win this. So you do think, you know, a little bit safer. I think at some points, especially when uh, your look isn't fantastic, I wasn't looking for the 250 reaction early on. I just wanted to be safe, kind of give myself a good foundation to, to build off. And uh, unfortunately, the second day, I, uh, I bowled really well. I, I just, you know, I had the wrong wrong ball in my hand and I was probably just a pinch too far left and um, you know I shot uh, 20 over and, and I must tell you there was a, a little bit of um, concern in my uh, in my thoughts uh, at the end of that day knowing that you know I, I was out of the cup by a fair few I needed to shoot uh, 100 over my last day to make it and, and you don't want to go into your last day knowing you need a, a big number like that but you know I bowled really well I had the right ball in my hand and, and it struck so you know, I made it through the qualification, which was great. 
And then once you uh, you get into that bracket, it's just you and the guy opposite you on a pair of lanes, and uh, ultimately you do what you can to, to beat that guy by a pin or more. And um, I, I certainly feel like because there was less games uh, on the pairs and we bowled on the fresh a lot more, my angle certainly closed down a lot. I played him a little straighter, a little faster, a ball speed. And um, I just knew if I can get the ball to the 1-3, you know, 95% of the time in the game, I was going to be extremely tough to beat. And, and that's kind of exactly what happened. Well, Jason, you bring up uh, the, the right ball in your hand, and you were throwing on, on TV. We saw you throwing the Storm Lucid. Um, and that's something, uh, again, great pieces made out by Storm. So want to just talk about what you threw during the, the week and then why you chose the, the Lucid on Sunday and then even just kind of for a lot of folks that like to know kind of the drilling and, and where you had everything set up too. Basically, uh, early on in the week, I was using a Defiant Soul. Um, I used uh, the Lucid a little bit, a Disturb, um, an IQ to a Pearl, and a Wrecker. So as you can see, I went through... Uh, I went through a few bowling balls there in the qualification, but once it's uh, once the lanes broke down, like I said, the break point and the, the part of the lane that I, I wanted to be in was was clear. It was just a matter of putting the right ball in my hand. So once I worked that out, I repeated great and, and threw a lot of good shots in the match play uh, portion of it. I used the IQ, IQ uh, to a pearl and the lucid for pretty much exclusively. It was the lucid uh, for the fresh and as I felt like it forced me a little too far left of that ball, I could change to the pearl immediately, and um, it was a really great compliment to uh, as the lanes were breaking down. So um, the lucid uh, is uh, a drilling that I'm uh, I'm starting to really like. It's uh, the pin above the fingers and the, and the CD just under the uh, under the finger grips, and the I two cure the I Q to a pearl um, is a uh, slightly weaker drilling with. Um, uh, with a um, what am I trying to say? With a with a pretty pretty aggressive back end reaction, I wanted to make sure that when the lanes opened up, I wanted a ball that if I could throw it a little further right. Um, I was confident it was going to make the corner on the way back. So, so those were pretty much the uh, the two exclusive balls that I used in match play, and um, they're going to come with me everywhere I go for the next. 10 years, I'm sure. I love them. Well, Jason, in our final time we have, I know you have to catch a flight here. Let's just talk a little bit about, because one of the things we had, uh, and we've talked to both Del Ballard and Chris Schlemmer, and one of the things that, that Del mentioned to us that really has stuck with me ever since is how Storm and Rotogrip, you're able to take uh, a lot of the drop down, like the, you know, like you said, when the Lucid started hooking, you knew immediately what to go to, what drilling to go to. So uh, just talk about some of the, the just the, the, the way that you're able to do that and, and have confidence in the equipment that you're throwing and know that this ball is the right ball to throw and you really don't have to, you know, like you said, you second-guess yourself once you get to match play because you knew it was from A to B all the time. Right. Well, look, first off, let me just say, and um, I, I know this sounds like uh, I'm supposed to say this because I'm sponsored by the company, but um, I watch a lot of bowling balls go down the lane when I'm on tour and I'm extremely thankful and grateful to be on the Storm team uh, for multiple reasons. Uh, one of those reasons is that we make the best bowling balls in the world. Um, no other company has a range of bowling balls that will allow somebody with a high rev rate like me or a, or a lower rev rate like Norm to play the lane pretty much any way that we want to. We have uh, the confidence in our equipment knowing that there is a ball for us to basically play anywhere on any pattern. And 
when you go into a tournament knowing that you don't have to fight your equipment, you just got to find the right the right match. Um, it allows you to take that off your mind, and you can just concentrate on making great shots. So I've got to say a big thank you to Storm for doing that. Also, I feel like um, you know the the staff, the um, the ball reps that come out there, Chris Schwimmer and Bill Ballard, um, they're they're just great guys. And the reason why I enjoy working with them is there's really no like you should do this and and why you're using that. We have a conversation. They ask me what I'm thinking, how I'm feeling, and then they will just kind of point me into a direction with a few ideas. And then from there, you know, I usually will, will pick one. I'll ask them what they think, and they say, yep, I agree with that, and then away we go. If it doesn't work, we have the same conversation again, and we pick another one. And, you know, I never feel pressured to try a ball. Uh, I never feel pressured to use the, the latest and greatest bowling ball just because it's on sale and they want to they wanna sell it. I, I feel like they are always wanting me to, to strike with whatever ball gives me the best reaction. And um, so I certainly have to thank them. And, of course, I had um, my friend Deandra, uh, who's also uh, my coach and my business partner with the uh, International Art of Bowling, and she was there watching to give me a third set of eyes to you know, help me with ball motion and, and see what part of the lane I was being in. And so when you put those three people in my corner, I feel like I have an extremely good opportunity to, to get the right uh, the right ball in my hand. So I, I'm very grateful and thankful, uh, thankful for them for sure. Well, exactly. That was the one thing I noted when they showed on TV uh, what was in your bag. You know, the Lucid's been out now uh, going on probably right around a year, if not a little bit older. And then the Marvel Pearl, which is the ball, too, that, that I still have in my bag because I love the way that ball reacts. And I was thinking, you know, exactly. You're, you're exactly right there that, you know, Storm isn't in your ear saying, hey, you need to throw this because this is the newest piece that we want to get people to, you know, get out before the, you know, the USBC Open, which begins here shortly or, or uh, a tournament of sorts. So, so that is uh, great to know and just refreshing that a company, like you said. And, and I, I don't think it's any coincidence that the top three were, uh, were, were Storm slash Roto Grip between yourself, uh, Wes, and then uh, uh, Big Stu. So um, I think there's something to be said for that. But, uh, Jason, I'm going to let you let you go with that. And, and, uh, and yes, uh, <laughs> I noticed you mentioned you, you gave Deandra a shout-out as well on TV. So I'm, I'm sure she helped you out a great deal and, and, uh, and, and very appreciative. And, and uh, you guys are always looking out for each other. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks, uh, thanks for the chat, and uh, look, I enjoy talking to you. That, that usually means I've done something good. <laughs> Hopefully, I get to talk to you more often in the future. For Tim Burke, Jason Belmonte, good luck and good bowling.